0: Hi, I'm Tracy Minoknuku the host of the sexy aging podcast and author of my menopause memoir I started my podcast to open up the conversation for women transitioning through menopause because nobody was talking about it in my podcast you'll have all your questions on midlife health fitness longevity career changes and relationships answered with some of the world's leading experts in these fields Midlife is an amazing time to evaluate how you're going to live the second half of your life. I recommend you do this with a bit of sass and keep it sexy. You can find my podcast anywhere you tune in to listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: What do you do when your mom has had Alzheimer's for more than a decade and you suddenly become her primary caregiver? When I went looking for answers, I ended up creating a podcast. Welcome to Fading Memories. I'm your host, Jen. This podcast offers advice, wisdom, and hope from caregivers who have lived the experience and survived to tell the tale. Think of us as your caregiver best friend. We discuss all things caregiving, self-care, aging well, brain health, and have fun along the way. You might not be able to call us at 2 a.m. to vent, but we're here for you anyway. Tune in weekly for inspiration to help you manage your caregiving journey. Find Fading Memories wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube.
0: Yes to episode 55 and this is a special episode as we have two topics of importance and two guests. That's right, my first podcast episode where I have two guests to chat to. In this episode, I'm talking with my sister, Tia Minock, who I interviewed in episode 6 discussing autoimmune conditions and menopause and joining us is her partner, Jenny Grant. We are acknowledging Pride Month by speaking about menopause in a same-sex relationship. And as the three of us are all based in New Zealand, we're also talking about a special holiday we've just had here, Matariki, which is the Māori New Year. The Māori are the indigenous people of New Zealand and we've just had the very first recognised public holiday to celebrate Matariki as a nation. I hope both these topics have piqued your interest, so let's go. Hey, good morning and welcome to The Sexy Aging. I have a, um, I have two special guests. So this is actually my first time doing a podcast episode with more than one person. So it's going to get rowdy up in here. <laughs> so welcome to Tia and Jenny. If you've listened to my podcast in the past, probably about a year ago, uh, I did a podcast episode with my sister Tia and we talked about um, living with an inflammatory disease or disorder, what do you call it? I always get the words wrong.
2: Autoimmune, autoimmune Autoimmune condition. Autoimmune
0: condition um, and with perimenopause, right? So we sort of touched on some challenges around that. And then today I have the pleasure of having kind of my other sister um, (laughs) also in the interview and we are celebrating Pride Month. So, um, but before we get going, happy Matariki,
2: Happy <laughs> Matariki! Thank Woo! Thank you, Coco, everybody. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Aotearoa, New Zealand. And it's a really important um, holiday for us because this is the first official Indigenous holiday um, that we're celebrating as, um, as New Zealanders. So it's um, really special. And um, this morning it was a beautiful starry sky. And um, if you were up early enough, um, you would have been able to see the beautiful nine collection of stars so it it does feel really special this public holiday for some yeah. reason' it's not that nice um yeah just that real celebratory feel around how far we've come mm. really yep
3: absolutely yeah
0: so um you know I've just been learning a lot about Matadiki, especially through my son yeah,
3: um, yeah so
0: he's at a bilingual school so they really do celebrate and embrace the Māori culture at his school and so I've been able to tap in how they're teaching kids about the specialness of this day, Matariki, and then I'm trying to navigate my own feelings around what it means for me. I'm non-Māori, I'm married into a Māori family so I do embrace everything I can learn. Um, and I was going to ask you ladies, so what does Matariki mean for you?
2: Do you want to go first? Do you, do you want me you to go, go first? Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel that it it was always something that needed to be acknowledged and needed to be celebrated and we're finally there like i I kind of felt like we've come to this point in our journey as a nation and um and just recognizing the essence of mm. um you know just our our you know our mixed culture and um it, yeah and i and I just kind of feel like it it's it's just like this big sigh of who finally we've kind of caught up and acknowledged and um celebrating something that's that's really unique to our country so um yeah that's i, I guess it kind of means just and you know just catching up on with history and acknowledging it that's how it feels for me yeah,
3: yeah. i think Jenny? it's really important um i think as well with the the whole um the culture aspect like uh now you know uh today I being spoken in schools and um it's really encouraged in workplaces and um learning about the culture and that's really amazing and it's something that should have been a long time ago but now you know should have been done a long time ago now but it's um yeah everyone's mm. really embracing it and I think it's really cool it's really um yeah it's really lovely and it's a beautiful language mm. and yeah. as well so um I'm really proud to be a Kiwi and really proud to be uh, new zealander and um you know just uh learning yeah having that, yeah um, having that um now like in everyday language like whether it's writing emails with you know um mm. some te reo in it and um speaking it sometimes it's it's really it's really cool yeah
0: yeah i, I i've really noticed it too obviously being away for such a long time then coming back into New Zealand and seeing the prevalence of the language, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And the embracing of the culture from, uh, particularly through non Māori people, actually, because you know, I categorise myself there, I I do have the privilege of uh, family. um, And I can tap into that, they're all fluent te reo Māori speakers and teachers. so if I want to go further, they're like waiting for me <laughs> to step into that space. But it is amazing that it's just everywhere and everyone is enjoying, you know, celebrating this Mori New Year. Mm. Um, so I compare it very similarly to, say, Chinese New Year or Raya. So mm. coming from, you know, Malaysia, they celebrate all those milestones in those cultures. Um, And so when you say it's really amazing that we're finally celebrating and recognizing it in New Zealand, I I feel the same way. Mm, Now, personally, I'm like, okay, so what does it mean for me personally? Um, I just have read and seen so many beautiful ways of expressing what the Māori New Year means. And so what I've taken on board is first and foremost, it's a mid-year stop, right? because we're always rushing. And I'm definitely one of those people, so guilty. Never patient, never stop to enjoy the moment of something that should be enjoyed or celebrated. So this you know, mid-year stop, hard stop in the middle of the year. And you mentioned it, Jenny, take a breather. Like I just felt like I, I slept in this morning. I was half a, half an hour late for you girls. And I'm just like, nah, I'm going for a walk up Mount Monganui. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy the beautiful view. It's an absolute stunning day, absolutely freezing, but stunning. And as I'm walking around, there's all these families and everyone really embracing the stop and breathe it, breathe it all in, you know? Mm-hmm. And the next part is just um reevaluate the 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 year that's gone past. So this is what I've been learning from Seoul, my son, reevaluate the year of the things that happened. And as we were walking to school tomorrow to celebrate uh, yesterday to celebrate Matariki at his school, he was telling me all the things that he thought about of, over the past year. And it got me really thinking that's super special that he is reflecting, mm. you know? And I thought, yeah, I think being able to have these conversations on podcasts has been an incredible reflection for me and a, an amazing learning and education. Um, writing the book, <laughs> my menopause memoir, telling my story, um, just reflecting and, and celebrating. And I really don't feel like I'd done that. Yeah. You know? Appearance
2: in yeah. life in a pandemic has mm, been yeah. a huge um you know experience for everybody. Everybody's had, you know, I guess different um, you know, difficulties and 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 different ways of overcoming things. But yeah. you know, it's it's a mm-hmm. once in a lifetime thing that we're all experiencing together, mm-hmm. um, which also allows time to reflect on far out, you know two years ago it was announced in the news that you know New Zealand was going to be in a complete lockdown and globally this looked the same across you know everywhere and this was you know it was quite it was just surreal and how we've all started to normalize living within a pandemic has has shown that that level Mm. of reflection.
0: Yeah hey great chat on Matariki so I hope that for anyone listening that they can um sort of maybe learn a little bit more about our culture in New Zealand. But today the podcast episode segue (laughs) is we are acknowledging pride month. yes. And um, I was just feeling like, Hey, you know, a really unique situation when it comes to midlife and the challenges of menopause is when you have two women, two gay women Mm. in a relationship um, and how do you manage everything, the maelstrom that comes with menopause. So I have some questions, but I'd like to introduce my guests. So I've already mentioned that we have my sister, Tia Minok here, um, and her beautiful partner, Jenny, Jenny uh-huh. Grant. Um, and thank you so much for joining me on this conversation today. I always get an education when I come in the podcast. So one of those educations is I often get the words wrong. So I... And I actually think I represent a lot of people. So I'm totally open to being corrected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So if I get any words wrong, please, please go. Okay. So we actually say this. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, gay couple, am I good?
2: Um, You know, I, I, I like to just put myself in as part of the rainbow community. Yeah. Um, Personally, like I, I think. For me, I feel more comfortable saying I'm a gay woman or I'm a lesbian woman or anything like that. I think, you know, if you wanted to kind of simplify things, I'm actually okay with that. I don't I don't have any, um, you know, particular um, preference to, you know, to being called gay or lesbian or whatever. Um, Jenny's experience is a little bit different. And I think that that's why it's it's kind of important to to maybe embrace. um, our community has been more fluid or um, mm. less restrictive with labeling and um, then, than what people might realize and yeah, sure. and so I don't know just maybe just quickly touch on how you might interpret yeah. your sexuality. <laughs>
3: so um, I think for me um, and, and when I did start a, a relationship with Tia, so Tia is my first um, same-sex relationship, and you know, sort of thinking about ten years ago, I never, ever, ever imagined I'd be in a same-sex relationship, and and it's not that you know I thought, oh God, you know, or you know, I'm classing myself as gay or you know, bi or anything like that. But um, for me, I I think it, it for me it's about the person, so it's not about the gender. Mm. So um, I think I don't know if that's sort of passed mm. under or something like that but um like I absolutely fell in love with Tia I mean why wouldn't you (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I love you I love you you. I'm in love (laughs) with you Jenny Uh, and I just uh you know it was it was this whole wow okay Tia's a female like I'd never even thought about it never even Mm. kind of like yeah Ever and so here I am now, um, in a relationship, in a same-sex relationship. So for me, I yeah, just I am part of the rainbow community, obviously. Um, mm. and yeah, it's kind of not putting probably labels on it, whereas like yeah, you know, I had a few friends going, oh my god, I didn't know you again. It's like oh, I'm 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 not. I'm still, you know, yeah. I'm in a relationship with a woman. Like um, yeah, it's it's quite funny when people mm. sort of say things like that, or I didn't know you're a lesbian, and it's like you would never yeah yeah and it's like oh my god i didn't see this coming and it's like neither did i because yeah. i totally didn't and um yeah so that's how that's how it is for me if that makes sense mm. i don't know yeah if that makes sense, but... no i
0: really love that because i mean it's only it's only you that can try to make sense of it nobody else needs to make sense of it you know yeah. you are in a loving relationship and a blended family as well so um there are kids on both sides um so i'd love to know and i i actually think yeah i do i have had a few people tweet me some questions for you so um this is awesome so how do you um how how is it (laughs) i don't even know how to frame this how how is it like when you've got kids involved and you blend as a family um two women in a relationship so, what's your take on that? I'm I'm really fascinated to hear, yeah. and I know it's really positive. So, yeah. from my experience hanging out with you guys,
2: um, I think everyone's experience is um, really individual, and and there's a, I, I, I see it as a journey, and I think that, um, you know, I was I, you know, was was married to my children's dad for you know over a decade in a loving relationship, and again, like Jenny, you know, I this was not anything that you know I had anticipated to happen in the time of my life that it did but it did and um and so you know what as I was embarking on a journey of course anyone you know and particularly your dependents are also going to be experiencing those changes as well and and I think that if you hold each other in that space and wherever you're at and accept that for children who are going to be Um, part of your life, um, throughout this journey, that there will be some challenges for them to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I'm, I'm just always open to having to talking about the hard stuff with my kids. Um, You know, it was, they were adolescents, um, you know, when I was openly out and And, you know, I've often sort of checked in with my kids on, you know, how was that for you and acknowledging that sometimes that could have been quite challenging and acknowledging sometimes that they might not have wanted to sort of talk about it openly with their friends until I think they became a little bit older where it's the kids now like diversity is just, it's just part of their life. Like kids are just what it was growing up for me, you know, while I was never, um, you know i was i was never ignorant to diversity and, and change because of how we were brought up Yeah. um i know many many of my friends were you know were freaked out by a gay person basically and where how i see adolescents now is it's just about every second or third person friend of theirs is someone of the rainbow community and so it's just so much more accepted so at least for, fortunately for for my boys it I think that the way that they experienced it was a lot more embraceive and inclusive. Anyway, um, now and and their age now, particularly my oldest son, you know, I think, you know, it it's we've just evolved. You know, it's it's just part of our lives, and and um, you know, we have you know side jokes and fun and <laughs> you know and things like that. Um, so yeah I I would hope to know that my mm-hmm. kids have learnt a lot and that um, they're more inclusive and kind because of it um, and that you know even though things might have been hardest they sure as bloody hell were hard for me um, I can't expect it to not be hard for them mm-hmm. so um, yeah that we all sort of got through it
1: yeah. yeah
0: hey Tia I'm incredibly proud of the way you and your boy's dad and you Jenny have um, brought up two incredible young men. like yeah. I'm so proud of my nephews. They are so so evolved as humans and I'm like I'm like those two boys are gonna go out and they're gonna change lives in the most beautiful way um, because they're incredible humans and you've done such an amazing job with them Aww. yeah love, love you guys so much. <laughs> Jenny, how about you? like you've got a daughter?
3: yeah yeah so uh my daughter is what 27 and um she's great she's she's always been very accepting of people no matter what and i think for me it was kind of that whole oh my gosh you know what do i tell her because this was going what probably about six seven Mm. years ago and um you know i don't think she would have ever seen it coming kind of (laughs) either but um she yeah, she was great. She, I just thought, well, if she accepts me, then that's fine. Like, th- her opinion's the only one that really matters, really. Um, and I think so, like we're saying that everything's evolved now. Mm. So a lot, I mean, you know, a lot of her um, friends are in the Rainbow community. I've got family members in the Rain- Rainbow community as well. So it's... Um, yeah, she's very supportive. She loves Tia. Like she they get on really well. Me too. Like they get on so well and they have these amazing conversations and you know, also, um, you know, she gets on really well with um Tia's boys as well. And it's it's not a kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, my mum's in a same sex relationship or, you know, oh my gosh, we're in a kind of blended family and there. It's it's just it's really cool. It's it's um she's very happy to be mm-hmm. part of it, if that, yeah,
0: yeah. So I just think they probably feel the love and the support and that's all that
3: matters, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We have some great conversations, all of us, you know, about all sorts of things. And we're sitting here for hours having a chat. Um, and it's, it's really cool, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Um, So I want to talk about, this is actually a really unique situation. And because we are starting to talk about menopause, right? Yeah. The M word. <laughs> I heard that yesterday. I was, uh, yeah, uh, I was on a call with um, someone that works in HR in New Zealand, and he was appalled that he heard from a top leader that, oh, so we're going to talk about the M word. Yeah, we're going to talk about the M word. Um, so <laughs> <with the, laughs> one of the really unique um, situations is when uh a a gay couple two women are living together and going through (laughs) menopause right so yeah i just want to um get your take and insights on that so um, who wants to go first
2: (laughs) well we we had a quick discussion on how we would approach this so um i'm going to describe what i what i observed in jenny's journey yeah and she's done going to describe what she observes in mine. Perfect. Cause um, I was actually going to ask you to do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Only, Yeah. Be, only because, um, I, I think if you're living with someone, you might see things that they don't <laughs> know is happening to them.
3: Mm.
2: And so, um, so I think the unique thing is that I'm three years older yeah. than Jenny. And yet she experienced, um, perimenopause much sooner than I when I started. And so, um, of course, this was really, really challenging, because, you know, even before you're, you're sort of really in your 40s, and even start getting an understanding around, oh, oh, I'm getting into that time of my of of my life, oh I might, you know, like, if you know anything about perimenopause, it's normally around your mid 40s, when it kind of becomes a thing, you're already Um, in it. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so, so what, we learned from you know with jenny is that she was actually experiencing it just before she turned 40
3: 38
2: yeah um so wow. really really young and so that through um that was that was just like you know you're living in a storm because you you don't know i didn't know i was like I don't know what I fucking signed up for in this relationship. This is cray cray, you know, like, um, what? <laughs> like what is, what is this? Yeah. And, you know, absolutely deeply loved her. Absolutely. You know, madly in love with this woman. And yet, you know, the emotional dysregulation and, oh, yeah. and the, you know, and the, de- and the depression, mm.
1: yeah.
2: um, the lack of confidence. Yeah. Um, and just, and then, then like you'd get these hot flushes and we were thinking diabetes or you know what is Mm. going on Mm. and so i think the first thing that we started to explore was you know trying to get your head right and um and your emotions so you know jenny had a really amazing she's got a really good gp and so we i remember you going off and speaking to her first and you started on um anti-anxiety medication yeah and and that really started to level you out Mm. and that was great but the actual physical symptoms and the hormonal changes were still present yeah because you can't just you know get rid of something by you know addressing one part of it Mm. and um and so that continued on for a wee bit longer and then um because you were so young your gp did order a panel of blood of tests um to to see what was going on hormonally and that I remember your GP calling you and going um Jenny I'm just just interested I think you're actually perimenopausal
3: no right? no post
2: oh, I, I think you're I think you're yeah. yeah you're postmenopausal. um and and that I mean the light bulbs just went on everywhere <laughs> and and so just kind of knowing you know that there was this this was actually really happening and it was real you know, partly I felt really terrible because, you know, I, because her and I didn't know that Mm. this was, this was actually happening for her, you know, you, you kind of think, you know, the, 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 the behavior and the emotions and the erraticness, although it wasn't every day, but it was, you know, spontaneous. You just feel um, like you're being attacked or you feel that, you know, you're just not, you're not good enough in the relationship or it's not working. you know you you just go through all of those types of things. and so when you actually finally know what you're dealing with, you're just like, ah, oh, okay, now we can actually start working towards actually addressing this
1: yeah.
2: so that's kind of um
3: where you're at now
2: and then yeah. maybe talk about your journey further from
3: there. yeah, well, I'm you know sort of thinking around thirty eight I could have you know I was. I don't know, I was starting to think, what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, dying. I've
0: got dementia. You
3: know what? It's funny because I did. I actually got the brain fog and you know, people would come up to me and I'd be like, Oh my god, what's your name? It's your you know, name. I've done it 25 years. Yeah. And I was like, it's hey, the worst. It is. And then they look at you like you're on some planet. Um And then, um, but I think for me, it was that whole kind of uh, personality change Mm. where I was, you know, the most sort of kind of calm, I was, you know, I was, I turned into this, this monster, I was like this most neurotic, oh my god, erratic person, I felt so sorry for Tia, and I, (laughs) <laughs> just, you know, there were everyone days where I just felt <laughs> yeah, did. everyone did feel sorry. So I would come home and I'd feel angry. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I angry? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I got my angrier because I felt angry and I had no idea why I was angry. So I used to go and shut up, shut, you know, myself yeah. in a room and um, or that's when I did smoke. So I'd I'd be smoking a lot because I was like, you know, what the hell's wrong with me? And then I thought, is it depression? Am I depressed? Like, what the hell's going on? And um yeah it was awful like my patience my patience level for for people just you know Mm -hmm. and I know that I did affect a couple of my friendships as well because (laughs) I was like at that time I was like I can't deal with idiots I'm not going to deal with you like I don't Care that I've been friends with you for so long, but you know, as as soon as like you know, um, someone had said something wrong, or that whole you felt like you know they'd been disloyal to you, you become and so I sensitive. Just, I just cut them off. Sh- yeah. yeah, yeah. See yeah. you later. You know, yeah. you did to me. Basically, I've heard this oh. a few
0: times, yeah. and that's probably one of the biggest heartbreaking fallouts yeah. of menopause that people don't often talk about. Is and then I mean, it, uh, it affects relationships and marriages. Yeah. So what you're, what yeah. you're talking about actually you know, with um, marriages of a man and a woman and they're going through the same Same. thing. And the 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 poor guy doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. He doesn't. Um, So it's, it it happens even within a same sex couple. When you, when neither of you know that it's perimenopause, yeah right? it's just it's crazy, and then, of course the relationship losing friends thing is just so painful,
3: you know it really is it really is, and you then you almost like you have to grieve that loss it's like someone's passed away and yeah. stuff that they um so what they thought may have triggered the start of my menopause is um you know like a big emotional um trauma, event, trauma that happened, and yeah. I, I lost my dad and my dad was my oh he was my hero he was everything to me and i really struggled with that and um i think that was kind of the sort of the start of it so it kind of made sense um to me but hey jenny
0: there is more research coming out now that does indicate that trauma can trigger early onset of perimenopause so it is something to sort of put a pin in and look at Mm. more research and yeah. more studies and and the good thing is these things are starting to happen now so you and I often send each other yeah. things that uh you know that we've seen yeah. um yeah my sexy aging lifestyle course is officially live and online at www.sexyaging.com Subscribe and use the podcast listeners discount code aging 10 to learn all you need to know about changes in hormones and what you can do about it. There's lots of fitness training and nutrition advice and downloadable PDFs to set you on the right path to feeling sexy.
3: I just I was just this awful person I just was like what the hell oh my god you know I'm surprised I had friends you weren't an
2: awful person you well were, I felt you like were I a was. woman you know a menopausal woman you yeah, didn't I, know
3: you were menopausal no so, I know. felt like I was and so yeah. when I went to my doctor and she was like whoa you know and after the blood testing going ah you know um yeah this is what's happening I was like oh my god I just almost wanted to cry with yeah. relief going holy shit okay I'm not going mental like I'm not awful person I'm not going to have no friends or no one like me for the rest of my life like this is an actual thing and for me it was like you know since that day I've been really honest with people as well and just saying hey you know I'm going through menopause I'm like what you're too young it's like no no I'm not too young um and so it kind of gives me that not excuse but you know if I'm a bit short with people and they can understand and I always joke and go oh yeah it's my patch day I haven't changed my patch you know yeah Um, yeah it, i think with um i was really scared to go on hrt and um because you know there was that bad press in that new York times mm. you know back yeah, the, the- Women's health that- initiative yeah.
0: and and uh, yeah right. the results came out before they looked at the full <sighs> study blah 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 and i was like
3: <laughs> oh my dad died of a stroke you know i'm gonna you know it's gonna happen to me and i don't want to go i don't want to put these hormones in my you know and um so my really my doctor who's just she's just amazing and so she you know didn't talk me into it or anything like that but was listening to one of your podcasts and it was like holy i can't remember the the name of the person sorry dr um, rebecca lewis was that yes. the one? yeah Because that was my away? education yeah. as well yeah so,
0: yeah what you're hearing is me asking from a place of i don't even know
3: what this is about so can yeah, we yeah, talk about bit. it yeah Absolutely. So Mm. I, um, we listened to that on the way and, and I was like, right, I'm ringing my doctor and I'm going to try HRT. And it was like, you were like, and your doctor was stoked for you. She was like, I'd be so
2: keen to know how you feel. She was like, she couldn't
3: wait to get me in there. Mm. And I went on it and, you know, it's a personal thing going on HRT, but honestly it's changed my life. Mm. Um, holy, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Like, yeah. I just like think I don't have great. to dodge
2: flying um <laughs> on
3: anymore. No oh, objects <laughs> at you. There's none left. <laughs> yeah, i yeah. They're so broken. I've put them all, all away.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. The heavy ones we've put moved to the side. Yeah. Right. Out of out of harm's way. Um, yeah. And one of the things that we know Jenny is with, um, well, I know I'm calling it MHT now. So menopause hormone therapy. Oh Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it has, it has a range of names, but I've just decided I'm going to stick with that one. And it's the same thing, HRT. Um, but, uh, so one of the things we kind of have been in touch about was how it's not a one fix and then that's it. So Mm. there will be times where it requires some attention and adjustment. Yeah. And I do believe that, you know, things like sickness, stress, Changing jobs, um, moving house. Uh, there's a lot of things yeah. that 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 move your natural other your other hormones yeah. around, your cortisol, your adrenaline, and it does affect everything is is aligned. So if you're on menopausal hormone therapy and it's for estrogen and progesterone, and then you have a, a particularly stressful period of time Hmm. you can guarantee that something's going to be a bit shaky there as well so i don't have all the science and the facts and i'm not a medical doctor i've said that many times but it does seem that with women i'm speaking to that they've gone hey look i've had to go back to my gp and recalibrate something here because i'm I'm starting to feel like a bit off kilter and i think that awareness and and just going okay so that one patch is not working now maybe two patches or Maybe it's yeah. slightly higher dosage. Maybe it's less because I'm feeling I've been feeling amazing for the last six months. So yeah. I think it's just you know staying on top of it and knowing that life circumstances will affect that. Oh, yeah, and but it goes say, and it goes
2: to show that you know the medicine is not the be all and end all. There's a lot of things that I guess we need to do within our lifestyle to complement the medicine mm, and yeah. or complement the patch rather than just expect it to be a natural fix. Mm, it's yeah. not. It's it's something that enables you to it has regulates your hormones and then everything else that you do around your lifestyle makes a difference to that. So, of course, if mm. if there's anything that takes you, you know, that that uh, that I guess interrupts what you're doing to sort of keep yourself um, in alignment then yeah, then you will notice something, some changes and you'll need to tweak that. And you've done that. Um, oh, I've if, done if, that, yeah. like
3: even with my weight. Um, yeah. Oh my God, menopause and weight gain. Oh, <clears throat> just, you know, yeah. I've pro- probably since given up smoking and going through menopause, I've probably, I've put on a good 25 kilos, Um, but that's okay. Like I'm not, you know, I'm still healthy. I'm, you know, um, but I, the weight gain has been a, a thing for me and in, um, increasing my um, estrogen. Uh, so I do know sort of when I'm starting, to, you know, if I have put on weight that I know I do have to increase my estrogen levels a little bit. And also another thing too, is I had COVID. So um, yeah, I got that in April. And then after like for six, or seven weeks, the fatigue was just awful. And I went to the doctor because I said, you know, I'm not sure if, if um, you know, having COVID affects estrogen or, you know, your estrogen right um and she put me on higher patches higher.
0: yeah because you're inflamed
3: and right? so awesome. COVID is
0: an inflammatory
3: totally disease Absolutely, yeah. yeah so yeah because so, i was at the stage where i was having naps at lunchtime at yeah. work like i'd sit you know half an hour and have like these and i was so tired it was awful and um yeah so my hrt uh, patch was increased and honestly it's just it's been great you know so i'll i'll keep going with that for a while until you know i feel like i need to change again yeah i'm just yeah i'm just really glad that there's there, there is that that there um on that option there of people you know i do want to take it um yeah. for me it's been a lifesaver it's been a lifesaver for me it's been a lifesaver for you yeah, yeah. and my friends and family yeah and everyone at work you know yeah. um yeah and, I you, make and sure you've still nice- got two friends <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm actually a nicer person now and it's yeah. funny because i remember um saying we had some young guys at work and um you know we're joking and you know because i'm quite open that i'm going through menopause and and everything like that um i just think it needs to be talked about openly and honestly and um you know i always joke you know what they'll go watch out for me but um they they were saying oh my god you know menopause of us like look, look I'm just preparing you so this is what's going to happen when your wives or your girlfriends and that yes. start like you have to be mindful that this is going to happen so yeah you may you may have a girlfriend you love with all your heart and then soon as she hits 40 you're just going to really start questioning <laughs> yeah. just, you know, starts running after you with a knife or something you know like what's going on but um yeah yeah, it's, um. yeah, I'm pretty open and honest about it, eh, and talk about it quite a bit,
0: yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so what do you know about Tia's experience? Because <laughs> Tia sort of has shared quite a lot and, you know, obviously how it affected her. <laughs> so let's get yeah. it back to, what do you know about Tia's experience with perimenopause? And obviously, Tia, you're in a situation where uh, MHT isn't really something that you're considering at this stage because yeah. of your autoimmune yeah, yeah. deficiency, yeah? yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm not... I mean, I, I guess, technically, I'm not the, the best candidate to take yeah. MHT, although I'm certainly not opposed mm. to that. I think if I if I could, and there was enough data to say that I, I mm. would, you know, that I could, I, I definitely would consider that. Because, of course, you know, there's only so many things I can do in, in, within my lifestyle that will actually make a difference. And I think that the MHT could, you know, improve that mm. for me um but that's early days yet yeah, and i'm still to find um another opinion <laughs> so yeah. if i need it yeah. i will scout out enough data and enough research and enough um opinions from various doctors to be able to make that decision mm. myself so yeah i'm not quite there but we'll see what happens watch that's awesome
0: Tia. yeah watch the space so the it's coming thick and fast
2: mm. the yeah.
0: information and um and even here in new zealand like we're getting some really really good research and information yeah. Pouring into um, to help GPS navigate how to help all their client base. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's it's pretty exciting. So Jenny, yeah, <laughs> spotlight back yeah. on you. Yeah. Shine it on, Tia. What do you know?
3: <laughs> well, I I mean, just sort of the probably the last year. So Tia's been Tia's been really good. Um, but sort of in the in the last year, don't she's worried about what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, the one thing we did do, and this is probably um, this is a suggestion to people that are going, well, I guess, you know, going through menopause, especially for two females. So we bought a super king bed simply because we both started getting hot flushes and just our sleep was just terrible. Mm. So it's basically, you know, we're, we're in single beds, but in the same bed, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's been an absolute godsend. Um, so yeah, I have noticed with Tia... Um, it, it, <laughs> Yeah, she has been a bit snippy. Um, and so I call her Snippy McSnip Face under my breath because um, Well no, she, it's
0: on this podcast
3: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so oh I know she does. She has yeah. and it's funny little things like um, I may do something and oh my god, it's like and then I'm thinking to myself, Oh I deserve it. I deserve it. She I've done that to her, I deserve it, I deserve <laughs> it. And I'm trying to like, you know, try not to laugh. Well you but don't not deserve laugh at the same, but you don't You know, I've kind of just like, Yeah, I deserve well <laughs> I, I don't deserve Payback. it. Yeah. Pay back. <laughs> total payback but um so it's ter- yeah it is a it is a different story and um what's been really really good is that i think for her just seeing me go through it as well and knowing the what to look out for yep. and also how to manage um your symptoms as yeah. well and being having lupus mm. um it has been tricky like for you know um MHT may not be an option so um it is for you in particular like keeping yourself healthy like eating well exercising making sure you've got a good sleep Mm -hmm. and like lately I've noticed with with Tia she's not getting great sleep Mm -hmm. um so your sleep is quite interrupted quite a bit and I remember having that as well um and also your joints are starting Mm to you know yeah every now
2: and then particularly and that's a cycle for me if I don't get good sleep I have sore joints Mm -hmm. yeah so you know and, but it, it's hard to tell if it's yeah yeah pause
3: or if it's yeah if it's exactly well. and, that, that, yeah. And,
2: and that was i guess the essence of the first sort of podcast i did about that is that it's hard to distinguish sometimes when you've got autoimmune yeah um, around the difference yeah. and and it could be a combination of all those things that that you know increases joint pain yeah because yeah, we um, know
0: generally that um, when you go into perimenopause your body becomes inflamed yeah and so when you have an autoimmune um
1: yeah. challenge it's like
0: it's like double whammy
1: yeah yeah right
0: so those lifestyle things that you're doing tia they are essential to the quality of your life and and i think they're actually they're a given for perimenopause as well if you can do all those things that set the foundation for health sleep um movement um you know low inflammatory foods uh decrease your stress and you know there's there's just mm-hmm. that foundation mm-hmm. um then you're gonna be good most of the time
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah? not you know yeah. you're not gonna get times where you do have to really double down on making sure that you're getting enough rest before you know you accept all these other events and all these other social things yeah. going on you know you just have yeah. to have that commitment to yourself but i think you know i think out of out of Jen kind of paving the way for those first couple of Mm -hmm. years prior to Mm -hmm. me starting to experience those things like I developed just this empathy over it you know I was able to see what she was experiencing and struggling at more of the worst end you know Mm -hmm. like it was really really hard um yeah and so and and vice versa like she because of her experience she has empathy for what I experience. so if I have a really bad night's sleep you know she's it's just that kindness around And the low expectation, like, don't expect me to be a high performer today, because I'm just on, you know, one, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm nearly empty. So, you know, and so we have that understanding because of, of watching each other's, you know, experience with it. Yeah, and
3: just, I guess, even like just checking in with each other during the day as well Mm. is really helpful because, um, you know, some days you are like, you know, having a bad time or you've had a bad day and you may be snippy at me but I still love her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's still check in. Make, because I know what it's like I know I know having that whole oh my god and then you feel terrible mm. as well when when you you know you're just, you just you do you feel really bad when you just hit out mm. or you you just not hit it you know physically but um yeah you know, with words or something that you you know in frustration or you know and it's not really directed but it's always because you're the the closest person um it doesn't yeah it's the person you're kind of and i also think you know i also
2: think you know unless you know what you're going what you're what it actually is that you're experiencing I think you know. You're also we also underestimate that there's a whole lot of other things mm. going on beyond the the anger. A lot mm. of it's fear based. Some of oh, I was just
0: about to talk about that. No,
2: yeah, fear based yeah. because mm. you see your world changing around you, and you don't know you don't know how to to stop it, or mm. or things are happening out of your control, and you and you you, you know. Mm. And also, you know, um, underlying that there's a huge lack of confidence. Oh, so yeah. you know, women who have been you know, able to manage households and and have, you know, really um, high functioning careers mm. and all of these things, they start to see that world, start, they almost feel like they're just dropping the ball yeah. all the time and yeah. that creates, a, um, I guess, a cycle of um, of low confidence and then self-sabotage well i'm Uh, gonna stuff it up anyway so i don't really want to try anymore or you know i'm like you become unmotivated because you're not really seeing the same level of success that you might have experienced earlier so you know like i think underlying of all of that anger that frustration is the fact that these things are happening to you almost you know, um, spontaneously sometimes, there's so many things going on, and, and you just don't know how to control those aspects of your life, yeah. like you're so familiar with in your 30s and your early 40s.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you brought up the word fear, and mm. this is sort of one of the, the this is where I want to take the end of the podcast, our, our chat today, into a really cool place. So um as we start talking about menopause and all the symptoms and we're starting to open up as a as a community a culture and globally the conversation i believe is starting to really open up it's coming with a lot of negativity right so obviously the symptoms are difficult yes they create challenges in our lives but it's also a really unique place to reevaluate. i believe what's super important to you you've got uh, maybe another 50 years ahead of you is this is not the end no. um so for both of you what has been the biggest upside around this time of life now that you know that you're in the menopause transition um what is the biggest takeout, and what are you most looking forward to
3: Hmm. i think uh for me it's been um you know learning to to love myself again um and having you know that yeah this is this is a uh something that's that's happening and learning learning to live with it and learning to to you know appreciate small things as well and you know like like waking up this morning and seeing the Matariki stars and that those kind of things and, and stopping and taking a breath and all that but you know having I think confidence as well that you know you're not the only person in the world Mm. that is going through this there are so many people um and you're not alone and i think yeah that it has been talked about more more now and i like i i'm quite like i said i'm quite open about it so i think yeah, the more people you get involved with us, you know, the conversations and the more you can try and help them as well and try and guide them, you know, with your experiences. Um, and actually, yeah. like, like, from what I can see, like, since
2: we since you've you're now managing your menopause. Mm-hmm. Like Jenny's at the heightened part of her career she's not she's not kind of come up here and then she's starting to do this like actually opportunities have happened and you yeah. stepped into them because. Mm-hmm you've, you've now, you're managing, you're managing your life. Man. And you're your state of mind, ministry. right? And how you, you know, feel about I, yourself. yeah. Like you know what, you're you're not what you're dealing with. It's yeah. incredible. Like you, I can now see you, you know, just continually oh. just developing your career. Like it's just, it's actually been an opportunity to step up into mm. what she, I know that she can do. And, and I think, you know, for me, you know, I, I've, you know, I've been able to, um, really reflect on where my career has been in the last twenty, twenty-five years, and not move out of the industry that I'm in, but change where I am because now I know what my strengths are. Like yeah. now yeah. I know where where I can add the best, best value and the types of things that I want to be doing moving on. And as a, and a woman of my age, like I, you know, I I have done all of the other bits apart to to kind of develop the career that I have now. But now i'm taking a big step into a slightly different area and like that's for me to kind of get there, you have to go through those times of feeling unconfident and feeling. um, You know reflective and then you know and trying to manage, you know the niggly symptoms and all those types of things and it's quite empowering when you actually go yeah i'm a woman with menopause watch me watch (laughs) me hear me roar yeah watch this yeah watch this we can do this and i love this tia i think everyone's going
0: to be so it's so uplifting to hear that and i i I can see what's happening for both of you and i don't
2: underestimate me bitches you know (laughs)
0: it's
2: just it is that you get to a place where you've done all of that soul searching and you've and you've you've, you may have um you know Mm. Ch- changed your your social circle a bit. You know, we've yeah. gone from having lots of acquaintances and all those things. I, mean, I don't think this is I don't think this is unique to menopause. I think this is just life and journeys and mm-hmm. as you grow and change, you know, your your social circle becomes a bit different. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm really happy just having a small group of really close girlfriends because they're real with me. They yeah. call cool stuff out. We, you know, we 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 have that real sense of of I guess um, community together and and all of those types of things like that's what's important to me now the quality of life rather than the quantity of a whole lot of things um Mm. i've just honed in i think on the things that are really um that matter to me and that are going to get me to where i want to be
3: yeah and give value in your life as well you know you you soon get rid of the things that, that don't That just don't matter and don't yeah don't provide give you any value in your life and sometimes that is people um, Sometimes so, it's bad habits, like yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. So I, I yeah, I just think it's it's been it's been good and it's been really good in some ways. Mm, I just yeah. Yeah. the other ways is you know the oh gods or joints and flushes and all that, but you know it's there are positives about it as well. so yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah. the biggest thing that I've learned through this uh, transition from an emotional perspective is empathy, community. empathy and community have been amazing yeah Um, but also just a soul driven purpose to help other people uh with with what i do and it's so it's like okay deflect that deflect that because you become very clear and focused about the thing that matters and it sits in your gut and your soul and you and you have that trust in yourself again Yeah. yeah you know you go irrespective of all the physical symptoms there is this deep belief and trust that yes. the thing that I want to do and put out there into the world is the is the thing that I'm going to do, and I ha- and I'm just going to do it, you know. And I feel like a lot of women are in this time of their lives, mm-hmm. that midlife, where they where they do evaluate that, and a lot of the symptoms take you down into a dark place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when you realize that it is just symptomatic, and your yep. life is not over, and holy shit, you get a second chance. Yeah, yeah, right. Then you start yep. coming right. up, and then you start Sorry. flying, and I think that's the coolest part of this yep. incredible stage of our lives. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. You are beautiful. You're an amazing couple. I love you so much, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank
3: you. Oh, Can thanks we for having say us. Thank you to you too, Tracy, because um, you really have made the subject just you know uh, you've really done wonders and it's all out there and we you know we really enjoy listening to your podcast we really enjoy listening to the people you know and it's you've just done an amazing job and i think just please keep continuing because it really is helpful to um everyone that listens and, you know, um, you've just so much great advice and, you know, you talk to so many different experts and so many different people, it's just, it's giving people that choice to choose what they, mm. you know, how they want to deal with it, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you, is this the part yeah, where I say, you. so
0: if anyone out there wants to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Like, hey, nice. <laughs> <laughs> now's you know, a good time. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you've really done, I'm just, yeah. And we're really yeah. proud of you for doing you. For doing what you've done. So, and keep yeah. continuing.
0: No, yeah. I always appreciate your support and I always feel that and uh, you know, all our little side chats and Facebook yeah. Messenger and WhatsApp and everything that, that we share is, um, is just, it's bolstering. And I know that I'm just gonna keep going.
3: Yeah, 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 thank you.
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed talking with my guest. I'm so grateful to learn that so many people are sharing the podcast with their families and friends. If you are a new listener, then I encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'd also love to know how you feel about the content, so take a quick minute to review and send your feedback. If you're a Spotify listener, there is also a poll and a question at the end of every episode, and I'd love to gain your insights there. Till next time, keep it sexy.